I think you guys gave me a lot of support and confidence to kind of take some of my freelance work to the next level and really build that business and just realize that that's what I wanted to do. Like I had kind of had these thoughts in the back of my head, but until I verbalized them with you guys and talked it through and it was like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. It, it lights me up. It gets me excited. Like that zone of genius that you were talking about. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. On today's episode, I'm super excited to introduce you to two of my team members, Elise and Caroline. Both of them have been working with me for a while now, and we did this pretty magical thing about a month ago where we had this little retreat together here in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. They both came to see me, and we wanted to talk about that experience with you and kind of share some of the lessons that we all learned and some of the importance of just slowing down and and creating containers and spaces where we get to just rest and not be in productivity mode. So. Elise, will you kick us off and just tell everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm Elise. I am an online business manager and have been working with Elizabeth for, gosh, over two years now. And basically just kind of her little sidekick, I guess, in business of helping her kind of manage things at a higher level, all the projects going on and all of the to-dos throughout the the days and the weeks and and just trying to keep everything kind of moving and efficient in the back end of her business. Amazing. And Caroline, do you want to share who you are? Sure. My name is Caroline Roach and I'm the studio manager at Almond Leaf. And similar to Elise, I'm definitely just here to help Elizabeth do her thing and show off her beautiful work. So I help more on the wedding side versus the coaching side pretty much with everything once the client is booked and then helping them have a great experience through the wedding day and then post-wedding with all the little gifts and you know beautiful things that we send over to them. When I say that like my team runs my business, like they are who I'm talking about. <laughs> like these two <laughs> humans like run my business for me. It is just absolutely incredible. And I still like can hardly believe that this is my reality. And just the amount of trust too that it took, you know, for me to like learn how to let go of control of that. And it's always a work in progress too. And I think it's important for people to know that, you know, there are times where 
you know, one of you will do a task and then I get micromanaging and I'm like, I get my hands back in there and you guys are both like, okay, you know, like, do you (laughs) really want to spend your time doing that? Kind of lovingly reminding me, you know? So I think, yeah, it's important for people to know that it wasn't just like, oh, I was just born with this innate ability to just relinquish control and hire people and trust people. Like I am just as much a control freak, perfectionist, like had all those same beliefs and thoughts that like, I have to do it all myself. Or if I want it done right, then I have to do it. And I can't trust anybody to do it as well as me. All of those beliefs. And I'm just here to be evidence, like all of us are, for evidence that you get to be supported, that you get to have people that truly are operating in their zone of genius. Like when I look at both of you, Caroline and Elise, you guys are doing what you do in such a beautiful way that really was not my zone of genius. And allowing you to have that role in my business has just, I mean, it just feels like the whole thing has just exploded and expanded in such beautiful ways. So thank you both for what you do. Well, I think if I can jump in, Elizabeth, I think I realized too, kind of along this journey of being a studio manager for you and learning, you know, what that fully entails. It was kind of a learning experience for me too. When you wanted to jump back in and get involved, I was like, yeah, like this is her business and she gets to have, you know, the final say or the final tweaks on graphics or whatever. So I think at first in the beginning, I would get like, oh God, I'm doing something wrong. That's why she has to go in and fix it. And it was kind of just me learning like, no, like she just still wants to be involved in a different way and just learning to be okay with that. I think that balance was something really good for me to to learn and understand. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's different seasons too of business and what we're working on where I have more capacity to do that. And other seasons where like, you know, maybe I am more hands-off because I'm like, it just needs to get done and there's no way I'm going to get to it. So I need to just like let you run with something. Let's talk a little bit about the retreat because I know there's probably a lot of people that are like, wait, you just teased me with this like retreat idea. (laughs) I don't really have a clear agenda on this. I just know that it was like a really powerful time for all of us. And I just really wanted people to be invited into hearing glimpses of what that experience was like in a way that's like expansive for them where they get to kind of be almost like a witness to a different way of doing life, a different way of doing business. I think that first of all, when you were like, would you be interested in doing like a retreat? I mean, for me, it was like, a hell yes, absolutely. But I think that part of that excitement about it was because we have spent time together, the three of us. And I think that it would have been the same way if we hadn't met in person, because I know a lot of online businesses, they don't have the luxury of living close-ish to each other where you can easily meet up with each other physically. We are obviously not in the same city, but we're close enough where we have gotten together before. And I think that it just is a testament to like you, Elizabeth, too, because you have grown not just a team, but you've grown a team of aligned individuals that we all are different and we all do different things and we're all good at different things, but we complement each other really, really well. And I think that that is, maybe it's not as rare as I think it is, but I think it's super special. And so I think that when you asked about going away, we were all like, yes, because A, we all probably needed it for one reason or another, like personally. And anytime that you can get away with like-minded humans, specifically women, (laughs) (laughs) who just care for you and support you and appreciate you, all of that energy, it's like, it's so amazing. And it's needed, I think. I specifically was very much in need of something like that at that specific time. And so 
for me, it was a yes, absolutely love to do this. And I think for other people that might have a team, it's just a cool thing to think about and a cool thing to maybe potentially offer to your team if you have that kind of connection with them. Because I think it helped us not just personally, but it also helps us professionally too, because we learn more about each other personally, which helps us then support each other better professionally, I feel like. Totally. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Caroline? Yeah. I mean, of course, Elise just wrapped it up perfectly. (laughs) But I agree. Like, It was just such a nice experience to get together with the team here and and get to know you even on a just very personal level, because that does translate into what we're doing in our work. But also getting around a group of like-minded people, sometimes that can be hard to find. And I just remember you know, sitting in that cute cabin each morning and Elise and I would be sitting there with our coffees and just chatting about anything. Like it might not be business related, but it was just so fun to be in an environment where we all genuinely just wanted to connect and get better on anything in life and really just explore kind of where the conversation went. Like it was just so refreshing. And I walked away from that weekend being like, oh, like why can't life just be like this all the time? And I think it can, we just have to let ourselves be more comfortable with that or get into that more often. So that was the big thing for me for that weekend of just being like, life can be this fun and easy all the time. We just have to tap into that and maybe be intentional about who we're spending our time with or what we're doing with our time. Mm-hmm. I remember like leading up to it that you guys were both like, wait, do we get to know anything about this? Do we get to know what we're doing? Like, where are we going? What are we doing? And I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) How was that for you to just like be in total trust and just be willing to like show up physically to something without really knowing a lot about it? I know this is shocking because I am such a planner and I'm, you know, just very much want to know all the things little bit of a control freak, but I can say that when it comes to a vacation of any kind or specifically something like this, I gladly kind of roll with it and just go with the flow because there's a relief of not having to be on, not having to be responsible, not having to make decisions that is very fulfilling for me because I'm constantly doing that in my everyday life, not just my business, but in my personal life too. And so pulling myself kind of out of those like assigned roles that we all have in our everyday life, you know, of mother and wife and caretaker and house manager or whatever the thing is. It's like when you remove yourself from all of that responsibility and you're able to just kind of be, especially when you trust the person taking care of things to like take care of you, that's like the best thing ever. That's why I think we got so much out of it is because we let you kind of take over what you wanted to do. And it was refreshing for me. Like I enjoy that side of it because I don't get it very often. Yeah. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like the biggest thing was just the trust that we have in you, Elizabeth, because that made it less scary to not know what was coming or what to pack or, you know, kind of how to get ourselves ready. So I think just like trusting that you knew what we needed on a personal and professional level really helped going into that weekend. And then we just knew like it was kind of permission to unplug, detox, like just totally let go. And that's, definitely what I needed going into that weekend. And ever since that weekend, I've been on like a different wavelength of whether that's like energy or stress, like 
just not trying to like perform so high and do so much within, you know, one day or one week. And literally it's, I pinpoint it to that weekend of going away and then coming back. I've been a little more mellow, which is probably what I needed. <laughs> mm, that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. One of the reasons that I wanted to have this conversation and in a public way is that I've been toying with the idea of beginning to host little like workshops or retreats like this. So if you are listening and you are like, well, that sounds nice, but like, how can I have that? DM us, like reach out. I would love to explore that option and want to just hear from you and hear like, what would you want? Would you want a similar environment? Would you want to talk about business? Do you want more relaxation? So just to kind of set the stage for that as we continue the conversation, I think that's important for people maybe listening to know. I remember also you, leading up to it that you guys were both like, you know, well, maybe we can do this or we can tackle that thing or we can do this project. And and I remember just kind of being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, I hear you. And I know that we have a very different agenda in mind that my agenda for us that weekend was really to to kind of come out of that I think I would still describe it as like more of a masculine energy, this like kind of doing energy, this like achieving hustle, being this like, I'm going to make things happen and get things done. And I think especially for those of us who are in a role, a season of life, whether it's like family dynamics or work dynamics, and just the culture in general that we live in, it celebrates being busy. It celebrates like hustling and working hard, that we find a lot of validation and affirmation in that when people recognize in us that we are hard workers. And it makes us feel more worthy and deserving of what we get right? Whether that's the money or something else that we're like bringing into our lives or calling it like or manifesting, that we feel more worthy and deserving of that because we've worked hard to get that. And I think our culture celebrates that. So I really wanted to make sure that we were not in that mode, that we were falling completely into this like opposite mode of just total ease and pleasure and relaxation and just trust and abundance of just like, okay, like I get to just be, I don't have to do anything. I get to just be who I am without any pressure or obligation to perform or show up or do a certain thing or accomplish a task, which is a hard transition when you are in go, 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 go mode, right? Like it can take a minute to like regulate to this different mode. What was that experience like for both of you? Yeah. I think me and Elise are definitely that type of like, go, go, go. What's on the to-do list? Got to check it off before 10 o'clock that night or something. So I think just the first night getting there and almost having to like tell myself like, okay, you're here. You have no agenda this weekend. Like you're with these awesome people. Just enjoy it. And I had to just almost like talk to myself and kind of set that parameter up front. Like before we even went out to dinner or anything, it was just breathing, knowing that. And then as soon as I got around you guys, it was like, oh, cool. Okay. Like this is comfortable and easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me, it's like originally, yeah, I was thinking like, oh, we're all going to be together. Like we can get so much done. Like we can knock this up and this up. And then, and then when we got together, immediately the energy was like, Elizabeth, you almost like set the tone mm. and I wasn't mad about it at all. Like I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like here's what we're doing. And then I was like, okay, like, this is good. This is obviously what we all need. And we're not going to be high functioning in that masculine energy this weekend. It's going to be like feminine loveliness. And I was there for it for sure. So 
What's interesting though, is that when I came back from the retreat, I had a therapy appointment and I was talking to my therapist about all of it. And I was just telling her like how completely blissed out I was basically all weekend. Mm. And she was like, that's what you experience. Like that's real life. That's real. Coming back home and the hustle and the to-do list and the stress and the expectations and the roles and all of that crap we all find ourselves in on the daily, like that's not real. (laughs) And so it was so interesting to hear her say that. And, you know, in addition to that, she also said living that way is not realistic either. However, if we can carve out time to be able to get to that space once in a while, whether it's with your business or with your girlfriend or by yourself even, and just be able to focus on that and getting yourself into that space every once in a while, it will slowly start to translate, like you said, Caroline, into your everyday life. It's not going to look like that all the time, but it'll change the way that you approach things or the way you take on things or the way you think about things because you know that there's a different way of being. And that really hit home for me. And so I've been trying to, obviously I can't be in that blissed out zone all the time. That's just not realistic for anybody, I don't think. But I think that there is some lessons to take from that and to try to focus on applying them in your life. It's so important that we do that for ourselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like that conversation because it's like what I hear you saying is it's not this jump from what your life currently was prior to that, right? Or is into this like total blissed out, all like feminine energy, like just total ease and being and, you know, not doing. But it's like, how do we notice where we are kind of on the spectrum every day? And I think that we fluctuate every day from into this, like, you know, more, I mean, I really don't want to call it like masculine energy, feminine energy, but I don't have other language around it. But this, you know, kind of like doing energy versus like receiving mode. And how do you notice all day long, like when you're in that total hustle and drive and when you're in the receiving mode, when you're in relaxation and ease and pleasure, and how do you feel in both of those? I think that's a big indicator to me too of like, because when we're out of alignment in either of that, you know, whether you're in just this like total blissed out, like ease being mode, but you know deep inside of you that it's time to get to action and do something in your business, then that's out of alignment too. Just as much as being in the hustle and driving yourself and forcing yourself and going, going, going when you're being called to rest and called to take it easy is also out of alignment. And so I don't think it's a, you can only live your life in one or the other, but it's more of like every day, always we should be fluctuating back and forth. And for, I think, those of us that do live in a culture and a hustle culture that is so inundated with like, get more done and the achiever in us, right? That the invitation is like, how can we add more of that? How can we just inch closer and closer to that beingness, to that blissed out state? How can we just slowly inch our way towards that in our everyday life instead of just thinking it's this or this? Yeah. I've been trying to get a little bit more aware of when I get into that zone And I've noticed a shift in me because I've been getting more curious about it and just really becoming aware when I get into those like high functioning 
very masculine energy zones, which are important too. Like, mm-hmm, absolutely, it's important to get stuff done. And I love to get stuff done. Don't get me wrong. I just love checking things off a list and getting things done. But I also struggle with anxiety. And so what I've been working on and bringing from that therapy and from all the other things that I try to do to help myself is like, for example, I'm going on a trip tomorrow morning. And normally, and I still am, I get very anxious before I go on a trip because I want to make sure things are done, both at my house and you know for work and all these things. And so I start to like get myself very worked up. And I, right now, like I'm literally saying to myself, like everything's going to get done. It always gets done. Mm-hmm. It always gets done. And so do you want to spend your time leading up to that, stressed out and freaking out and anxious and worried or trying to calm myself into saying like, yeah, I got a lot to do before I leave town, but I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I can also ask for help or certain things can wait. So it's kind of like bringing that feminine energy into your everyday world in a way that is like, I still have to get it done, but maybe it doesn't all have to get done today in this perfect timeline and this perfect way. We can give ourselves a little bit of grace and know that it's going to work out because it always does Mm. for me, for sure. Yeah. And I think just to piggyback off that, like, you know, leading up to a trip, but then also on the tail end of a trip, giving yourself that permission and grace to transition back into maybe your more productive zone. Because I think I messaged you guys a few days after we got back and I was like, oh, I've been feeling just like so slow and mellow and it's really hard to get anything done right now. I don't feel like doing anything and I'm getting mad at myself because I'm not being productive. And then I kind of like clicked and remembered like, oh, but that's okay. Cause I'm still in this, you know, other state and I'm just like working on how to maybe realign that, you know, masculine feminine en- energy and get back to the middle. So I think it is important to like, just check in with yourself and kind of stop and remember, you know, maybe why you're feeling this way or what you're feeling and then giving yourself that permission to feel that maybe for another day or two or however long it takes to transition. Yeah. One of the things that I ask a lot of my coaching clients is like when they achieve something or accomplish something that they've been putting off or a new booking comes in or a project gets completed. One of the questions I'll ask is how are you going to celebrate? And a lot of times they're like, oh, I didn't think to, you know, but the reason that I do it is because I want to help them pause and digest. Like, this is something really big and powerful that just happened. And tie back to this conversation, you're in that kind of like doing mode, right? Like something just happened or something was just created in your business. And the invitation there is like, okay, now how do we relax? into that? How do we create that safety in our nervous system of like, okay, this just was accomplished and now we get to relax. We're not just going to jump right to like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Because that just begins to build and build and build and build. And that's where we do create a lot of that anxiety and that kind of hustle, forceful, striving kind of energy. So maybe it's also just the invitation of like, when we are in like a doing mode, carving out, even if it's 10, 15 minutes afterwards, whether that is like lighting a candle or taking a bubble bath or going on a walk with no headphones in nature or whatever it might be, like it can be short little snippets all day long. It doesn't have to be this like one mode of living life versus the other mode of living life, right? Like what if we can like interject them all throughout the day, every day? Mm Mm-hmm. I would love to hear from both of you 
if there is anything tangible that you feel like has come out of that weekend or that you've noticed in your life or in your business from being in that kind of place of just being in a total posture of receiving and openness during that weekend. Because I noticed both of you were just in this beautiful state of kind of openness and it was just amazing. So is there anything tangible that's come out of it for you? I would say, I think you guys gave me a lot of support and confidence to kind of take some of my freelance work to the next level and really build that business and just realize that that's what I wanted to do. Like I had kind of had these thoughts in the back of my head, but until I verbalized them with you guys and talked it through and it was like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do. It, It lights me up. It gets me excited. Like that zone of genius that you were talking about. And I don't think I would have found that if we hadn't gone away that weekend and paused everything else going on and just had that really authentic conversation where I could be vulnerable about like, oh, well, if this doesn't work or I don't know if I'm worth this much, you know, charging wise for my rates, like just all of that. I took away from that weekend being like, yes, like you can do it. And you have these people that genuinely want you to succeed and will talk you through it. So personally, like my business is doing way better than it was, you know, light years than before we met for our retreat. And I'm just so grateful for you guys to give me that space to grow and learn because it's been really exciting on the back end for sure. Hmm. What about you, Elise? Honestly, it just made me realize how much more I need of that. Mm. (laughs) Because it had been a long time since I really had gone away like that and removed myself, like I said, of my everyday life and roles and all the things. And what was so interesting, and I'll share this, my husband and I were in therapy the other day. And our therapist asked me to tell him about that weekend. And I shared it with him. And I told him how I felt like more of myself that weekend. And I felt free. And I felt like all these things that I explained it to him. And his response was, I feel really bad that I can't give that to you. And that's where the therapist, you know, jumps in. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, she's like, you couldn't give that to her if you tried. What she meant by that is that women coming together in supporting each other in that way is like unmatched. Like you can't find that in a relationship. And it's not his responsibility either to give that to me. Mm -hmm. And so it was just this really interesting conversation of being like, it's so important to have relationships outside of your primary partnership or relationship that fulfills you in ways that your partner maybe can't. And it's okay if they can't, because it's important to have those other relationships that you're not depending on one person to like fulfill you quote unquote in some way, because that's just not the way it works. And so for me, it just made me realize that I am so fortunate that I have really, really amazing close girlfriends. And we used to do stuff like this a lot. Obviously it was before like life got in the way with kids and all this stuff. And we haven't done it in so long, but recently I decided to have like a little like sleepover at my house with a few of my girlfriends and I kicked my kids out and I kicked my husband out and it was just four of us and we all got together at my house. And I mean, it wasn't like, you know, Asheville, (laughs) I didn't bring in in massage therapists or anything like that, but it was just chatting and snacks and a fire and some good wine and just conversation. And that weekend kind of brought me back to me needing and wanting to create more of that 
in my life with my girlfriends and and to do it a little bit more often than I was because it just kind of recalibrates everything when you take that time out to do that for yourself and for each other. It's just so, so important for women who have that type of connection, I think, to make it a priority in your life, to be able to take that time and spend it together connecting. It just shifts things for me. So that's the main thing that I took from that weekend. So thank you again for for doing that for us. <laughs> yeah, my honor and pleasure. I am thinking about somebody listening, like wondering like, okay, well, tell me specifics. Like this sounds amazing. I want this in my life. So maybe we can just kind of have an open conversation. If we were to host another retreat like this, that we would open up to people outside of just our team. I would like to start one in Asheville, I think first, because to David's point, he saw the difference kind of of how when I was leaving that retreat as well, I actually stopped on my way home and just like sat downtown. And I remember vividly looking around and it literally felt like I could see the world differently. And literally like the light on the trees looked different. Like it looked brighter. It had been raining and it was like everything was more sparkly than normal. Like it was just this like euphoric state. It was like it wild. So David noticed that as well. And then over the next couple of days, when you guys started even sharing on stories and like kind of starting to even talk about it a little bit like online in your online presence, David was like, why don't you just host one? And I was like, I want to, I really do. I've thought about it. Like I really would love to, but I had in my head, like doing it somewhere else. And he was like, there's something really beautiful about inviting people to my space, to my town, to like, this is where I know I can create the kind of experience that I want, right? And so I guess maybe the question is like, if we were to do something similar, I think we did two nights. And so it was like a day in the middle, two kind of half days on the end of that. If we were to do something similar to that, is there anything that comes to mind for you that you would want to tell somebody who would be curious or interested to come participate in that? on any level, like logistics, energetics, emotional, like what to expect, anything that you would want to share? I would say that because we know each other, we've known each other for a little bit. Some people might be kind of like not ready for something like that because they think that they have to come and like be super vulnerable and like share everything. And it's kind of like, that's not at all what that was. It ended up turning into that a little bit just because we do have those kinds of relationships. But I've been to retreats before where I go in and I don't know anybody, but then you come out with it maybe with some close friendships or some deeper connections with some people because that's the whole point is to get there. And then you'll see like if you maybe want to connect with somebody in particular that comes on that retreat, or maybe you just need to get out of your current situation just to kind of do something for yourself and you just need to take some rest and relaxation out of it. like. I think that what's cool about it is that you can take from it what you need without anyone expecting you to do or be anything while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was like one of the biggest things for me was like just removing myself from the day-to-day life and all the routines that you do, like just totally coming out of that and seeing what comes up when you start a conversation with someone and enjoying that and enjoying being unplugged because that's what I did feel like walking away from that weekend. I don't know. It just felt like different or fresher. Like it was like you woke up a little bit and like Mm -hmm. remembered what's going on outside your bubble in your house or your work, whatever it is. So I think coming to a retreat like this, just 
with an open mind and no pressure. Like, don't like, oh, I have to come out of here with clarification on this in my life or this business plan or this answer. Like, just going in as like two or three days of doing and thinking about nothing. <laughs> yeah. For somebody that maybe is like, okay, that's great, but I can't get away. Do you guys have ideas of like ways that they can implement little bits of what that experience was like into their everyday, wherever they are? Yeah. I think as you mentioned before, like even if it is putting it on your calendar, but blocking out 30 minutes to go outside, leave your phone in the house, take a walk. Or like I've started every morning, I wake up and I'll do like journaling for five minutes and listen to some like calming music and then try to do like one of your tappings or something. It's never something that I've done before or like kind of thought I would be interested in. But as I've started doing it more consistently, I just notice it sets my day up better in like a better frame of mind. So maybe just like resetting every, you know, three times a day or something like five minutes to do something like that to like bring you back into your body or something, just so you're not like just running from one task to the next, you know, glued to your computer or your phone. It's just something that literally can like take you outside of what you're currently doing. That's what's really helped me. And I think you can do that any day. That's so fun. I didn't know that you were doing those tappings. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Anything else you want to add to that, Elise? Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's something that I've tried to incorporate into my daily life too, of just knowing what helps me in order to be just in a better state of mind. And so for me, I'm a very early riser. So I have tried to shift my morning time from checking emails and all that stuff, which I still do. But first thing, I will try to take some time to either write or do like a little like 10 minute guided meditation on my little app that I use or both. And between that and then also carving out time to work out or just move my body in some way, I think it just helps me immensely. But I try to do that before I do anything else in the day because it's just, it sets the tone. There's also some like research, you know, science backed stuff behind all of it. Meaning that if you do something for yourself first, before you take on your day, it's like a gift, you know, it just sets your day up differently for me, it makes me feel less anxious and less resentful because I've done something for myself because I'm always doing things for other people in my business and also in my family and all the things. And it's hard. Like for me, it's hard. Like I find myself being like, I don't have time for that. Like I don't have time to, you know, journal today. I've got things to do. And it's just like, mm, but I do have time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I have plenty of time because, you know, later on that day, I'll be on Instagram scrolling for half an hour. So it's like, I have time. I'm just choosing other things and not prioritizing myself. And it's very easily easy to get into that trap, I think. And so I just try to really make a point to focus on that and remember how it benefits me so that I'll do it more consistently. And then things just start to just flow and it feels a little bit more, things are a little bit more at ease during the day if I do that for myself. Yeah. I saw a TikTok or something that was talking about, like, if you were to make a list of all the things that you love, how far down the list would you finally get to putting yourself on the list? Mm. And that's what came to mind when you're saying, like, prioritizing yourself. It's like a pattern disrupt. Yeah. Especially when you have 
whether it's business needs or kids or partner or whatever, like you're just, you wake up and you're ready to like be reactive and meeting other people's needs. And so it's such a, I mean, really it's a power move (laughs) in some ways of like, nope, like I'm going to take this even five minutes for myself and like do this one thing for myself first, and then I'll be happy to meet your needs. I'll be happy to care for you in that way. Such a beautiful example. Yeah. It just takes so much control. Like at least I've noticed that like how Elise was saying, like, I have to force myself, like I'll start opening my computer and doing emails. And I'm like, nope, I have to sit here and do my five minutes of this before. If you're not used to this way of living or trying new things and tapping into that, it definitely takes some control at the beginning to reset that autopilot. Absolutely. Yeah. Quite literally, I think there's like addictive parts of our brains that are on a physical level, like addicted to some of those things. So it definitely is a intentionality to to disrupt that. For sure. I think that women just in general have always been conditioned that way. Naturally, I think we're nurturers. And so we're conditioned to help others. And so to your point, Elizabeth, it is a power move. It's It's a disruption into the norm, but it's necessary because I find that when I do take that time for myself, when I do show up for myself, I'm better in all other areas of my life. You know, it's like that old saying, not the old saying, it's still a saying, but they say when you're on airplanes, you know, put your mask on before you put your mask on your kid or whatever. And I think that it's so important, but women aren't, we're not marketed to that way. You know, we're marketed to take care of everybody else. And then if there's time or space, (laughs) then we could do something for ourselves. And it's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to flip the script a little bit because it benefits everybody when that happens. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Is there anything else that feels like it needs to be said or communicated before we close out? I would just say like if anybody has been has heard or seen a retreat but they're hesitant to join for whatever reason, it's hard to just be like just do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I just I think that when the right thing opportunity comes up, you'll kind of know because it'll scare you a little bit, but it'll also excite you. Mm. And you'll be drawn to it and you'll be curious about it. And I would say, follow that. Even if you're scared, if you're curious about it, it seems fun. It seems interesting. But then you find yourself being like, oh, I can't afford it. Or, oh, I don't have time. Or, oh, what would I do with my kids? It's like that stuff, you could figure that stuff out. But it's important to do stuff like that for yourself, especially if you're being drawn in to it in some way. I think that that's something to pay attention to for sure. Mm. Yeah. And I think you could go into it maybe with one or two goals and come out with something totally different. Cause that's what I went into with it being like, Oh, this will be a good weekend just to relax and get a massage and, you know, go around Asheville and eat some really good food, which we did. But I think beyond that, it just comes back to that community and just getting around people and different people. We are friends outside of business, but you know, we don't talk to each other every day or we don't see each other every month. So it still was a little like, scary or uncomfortable for me going there and deciding. And I think there's something that comes out after you do that step though, and you follow that intuition and kind of be brave for a few minutes. And then you go through it because you're just so much happier on the other side. Cause it is that kind of checks another box, maybe of accomplishing something or like proving to yourself that you can do difficult, uncomfortable things. And then something beautiful comes out of that. So trusting and really leaning into that a little bit. Yeah, I love that. So they know that you work with me, so obviously they can find you through Amelie Studios as well, but give us your Instagram handles, your website, all the things where people can find you. 
I'm on Instagram. It's at caro underscore Roche, R-O-C-H-E. And then my website is caroline-roche.com. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram. I'm at A-Z underscore Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S. And my website is Elise, A-L-Y-S-E, Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. <laughs> awesome. And if you guys are looking for support with either of those roles, Caroline is more studio manager, kind of helps with client forward facing. Elise is like my, I don't even know what to call you, like tech, <laughs> like tech <laughs> guru means like efficiency <laughs> and you know, workflows and all of that, just like getting business organized and efficient. So please reach out to both of them. And thank you both for just being you and for all that you do. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. Since recording this episode, we have decided to pursue the opportunities of actually hosting a workshop a little more intentionally. And if you missed last week's podcast episode, I talk a little bit more about bringing you through kind of an audible journey of what my experience was like landing at the property where we'll be hosting a workshop in Italy. So go back and listen to that podcast if you missed it. I would love for you to just experience it, get into the the audible version of kind of feeling all the sensations, the sights, the smells, like how incredible the warmth was that just radiated from that space and from my heart in that moment. And I know it will yours too, just by listening along. So if you're interested in joining one of our workshops coming up, either in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, or in Italy, get on the wait list. Details are yet to be determined, but you can head to elizabeth-marks.com forward slash retreat to get on the wait list. If you're looking for more, you can find me at elizabeth-marks.com, elizabeth-marx.com, or find me on Instagram at elizabethmarks.coaching. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.